3: This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's T Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com.
0: KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. We are live at Buffalo Wild Wings in Arlington today. Arlington today. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. I just combined those things off of Collins. And since I got here before they opened, I got to ring the doorbell. Oh, you could ring their bell. That was really neat. And people are asking already, are they open now instead of 11 a.m.? We can figure it
1: out. We'll get you in. As a matter of fact, Mike has a deal for people.
0: If you are the first one
3: here, we have to give away today mini helmets of the Dallas Cowboys. If you want another team, sorry, we don't have those. Funko Pops of C.D. Lamb. Cowboys T-shirts. Cowboys hats. If you are the first one to Buffalo Wild Wings in Arlington, and you're willing to hang out with us for a little bit, you get your choice. I will let you, instead of drawing a name, I always say I have to draw a lot of names, and if you put your name in the bin for Cowboys tickets to possibly a Cowboys home playoff
0: game. If the Cowboys win, that drawing will be... For the Cowboys' first home playoff game.
3: But if you leave, you're still in for that drawing. You're not in for the other drawing. So when I call your name, I do call you a loser
1: (laughs) of the
3: T-shirt or whatever because you're not here to get it. But if you'd like to be the first one here, we have a lot of loyal Buffalo Wild Wing Tolos on Fridays through this whole season. This is the last regular season, Buffalo Wild Wings. So if you're one of the loyalists and you get here first, I will let you just pick one thing from the table and you get it. You don't even have to worry about your name being drawn.
1: All you got to do is be you part of the loyalist it. party. Oh and I get
3: God. to make the rules here.
0: Okay. Well, I guess I can't do anything to stop that. Is I have a feeling this is going to be a tough question. Mm. Mike, I'm not going to start with you. Okay. That's smart. Corey, I'm going to start with you because maybe you can think of at least one person. Who, if anyone... Do you fear from the Commanders? And then we'll get into where the Cowboys hold all the advantages. There's That's a hard
1: one. There is a key player for Washington uh, that might, may. I not, already know your answer. May oh. not get a lot of playing. Time. Terry
3: McLaurin is your favorite. Let's fire
1: off. Cut number 11. That was going to be
0: my guess as well. Jonathan Williams in motion. How drops back to pass out of the gun.
1: Steps up in the pocket. Throws on the run for McLaurin. He's got. And a sigh of relief on the sidelines. Kendrick was in on the coverage again at 25. And actually, that's not the guy. And that think, was their biggest what? play of the I year. Think Terry, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Terry McLaurin is a fantastic receiver, and I wish he had a better team to be on because that would be better for his career. But uh, I don't think he's going to do that much damage against the Cowboys this weekend. I think whenever Sam Howell puts the ball up, our cornerbacks are going to be looking for ways to get the ball in their hands. And uh, the pressure... Combined with it, Sam Howell's already given the ball up a lot this year. The Cowboys' pressure is going to add to his uh, propensity to try to throw it away, and the Cowboys are going to have probably three picks in this game. No, the person that I fear the most who might not get enough playing time due to those interceptions, Tressway. Tressway punted seven times against the New York (laughs) Jets uh, two weeks ago, and he had five, five, three, three. Yeah, he punts a lot. And uh, that is a dude right there that could definitely put the ball near the two-yard line uh-huh. and put the Cowboys in a tough spot to drive 98 yards for a touchdown or a fumble at the goal line.
0: I'm going with Dexter Manley. That, no, no. Good I was, was going to say real quick, if he puns it to the two-yard line, can we just remind Kevonte Turpin and, you know, maybe the kick returner from Michigan and stuff, if you stand at the 10-yard line, if the ball if it goes over your, head, over your head, just let it go. You let it go. Yeah. Just I let feel let like it
3: that, has that rule changed
0: in, in – It definitely has like changed. Like, is it,
3: is it if you get past the five-yard
1: line, don't do it? It's got to be because – Everybody feels people fair catch. And so like time. somewhere
3: between the six and 10 yard line, people fair catch all the time.
1: I am not. I'm not too opposed to the way that Cavante Turpin is, has done his job. Oh my gosh. There we go. The oh. first people have walked if it's in a the tie? door. And well, one guy hat? walked in first. Oh, okay. So. Okay, that's true. Yeah, that that is. Is. I'm not opposed to the way that Cavante Turpin has done his job though, because I think he's done it pretty reasonably well. He has yeah. a pretty good dis- like A lot of those guys that are very aggressive and want the return. They're like, I'll take it at any point, but he's done. I think he's done a pretty decent job of saying, you know what, that one's not mine. Uh, kick returns, he's kind of the same way. There's some that I'm like, I thought he would take that, try to take that back, uh, but he's. I think he's done a pretty decent job. So Tressway and his ability to punt, because I think the Cowboys, I think we'll see more from the punter this week uh, than we will see of touchdowns from. The commanders.
3: I mean, I did hear this. Uh, I don't know if this is going to happen. Just, I do think it's forty-one-zero, Dallas. Sunday. Okay. Yeah. Is that this is Ron Rivera's last game to ever coach in Washington? Probably his last game to ever coach in his life. To I be would, honest, as a head coach, no, ever. Well, you don't think he'll get? I think he's up? good. He should retire. Oh my god. Ooh. He's older. He's beaten cancer. He's fully vested. He has millions of dollars. Enjoy the rest of your life. Can yeah. they, can coaches do that though? It feels like coaches can't reluctantly quit. yes, yeah. like when nobody wants them anymore, or okay. they go to <laughs> then they'll accept. All yeah. right, I or Ron guess so. Rivera will be the coach of the Arlington Renegades at some point. Well, oh, Bob Stoops does, does that. Bob. Yeah, well, Bob, Stoops. Bob Stoops should be retiring soon, soon from that. <laughs> Why is that? They're saying they really like him. The, he's a players' coach. The players really like him. They know this. They know Monday morning is it called Black Monday yes. in the NFL? He's going to get fired on Monday. And maybe those guys will say, look, we've had a really crappy year. We got our coach fired, who we really like. It is the Cowboys. Let's give, you know, for the 14 guys that are active for this game for Washington, (laughs) let's give our best and see if we can help out our coach go out in a blaze of glory. That, I guess, is their, you know, one thing that maybe their players will rally around is that this is the last game ron rivera will to coach for washington maybe somebody will you know make a mistake and hire him
0: and i was gonna say for terry mclaurin he is depending on how you feel about individual history how much he cares about it is if he gets 54 more yards receiving obviously or more that's a thousand right yes he'll be the first washington player Ever to have at least a thousand yards in four straight seasons.
1: I would, and I think that would be a personal thing for him. He gets his fifty-four yards and then says, "All right, I'm done for the day." Uh, but I think Sam Howell, Sam Howell, has everything to play for. He was think?
3: great last year in this game when the Cowboys didn't try.
1: He got yeah. a whole job
3: for a year based off and, of it. And I think
1: he isn't he trying to fight for another job next year. I know Bienamy and him have have thrown the ball a lot more, but isn't yeah. he? He's trying to say, "Hey, I would rather a not. Probably, him, I would I am rather a not great backup." Oh, I would rather than this team not be in position to draft number two. You know, like I, I know that everybody else in that in that room is probably or in the office. He's is had probably 16 saying, hey.
0: games to figure that out.
3: And
1: he <laughs> he should
0: have cut a deal. Hey, if you make sure we lose, we'll make sure to keep you on to compete
1: with our new rookie quarterback. Honestly, he's competing to be, be the backup. The backup for next year. Yeah, uh, I don't know, man. But, yeah, I would think that he would want to uh, – you're right. He would want to be, put his best out there. Whether or not he has the group to do it with him, that's a different story.
0: And I just don't think he does on either side of the ball because here's one of the last things I was looking at is with that loss of the 49ers, the Commanders have broken their all-time franchise record for most points given up in a season. They defeated the previous record, which happened in 2013, which was the last year of Mike Shanahan. So previous record for most points given up, coach fired. New record for most points given up. Obviously, I'm with you, Mike. I also think Ron Rivera is going to get fired.
3: I have a football question for you. Yeah. Do you think Kyle Shanahan at the end of his coaching career will be considered better than his Hall of Fame dad?
1: Well, his dad won two Super Bowls. Right. So I'm asking the I don't, question. I don't think so. OK, uh, I mean, and also to go along with what Shanahan did offensively. I know he had Kubiak with him and everything. And they worked that together, but he was with Elway. I, I, their legacy at the moment is is to is too well, for good. sure
3: at the moment. That's why I'm asking, like, if you could predict yeah. the future, do you think Kyle I, will be considered a better than his dad? Like, I would say n-
0: I would say no as well. But I don't think that's an easy question yeah. at all. We're the KC. masters. won.
3: By the way, four people are already here. Four Tolos gonna, have are showed up. You to keep track all day. Okay. I'm well, looking. no,
0: Clemmy's the only one who gets like uh, number one status. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. We're live at the Buffalo Wild Wings in Arlington off of North Collins. Coming up next, Stars lose, and Mike was there. Because. Let's talk Avs, Otter, and more puck next, right here on the fan.
1: to the M's rally all the way back
0: to win it by a final score of five to four. KNC masterpiece. No, that was not choppy it sounded like right choppy. here on 105 through the fan. We're live at Buffalo Wild Wings in Arlington off of Collins. They have opened up early. So if your map app says you can't go in until 11 a.m., lies. You can go in right now. We didn't talk about that Stars game yesterday. Yeah, and If I was I-
3: Wedgwood and the turnover happened. I would have just skated off the ice immediately. Thanks a lot. It's two on zero with one of the best players in hockey. He would have just implemented it. Yeah,
1: just, and that's why I didn't want to be with you at the Alamo. Because be you'd know, like, "Let's just." With, give up. When the
3: turnover happened, I looked at my buddy I went with and said, "Oh no!" <laughs> like you knew it was yeah. over. Yeah. When in the in the corner, when McKinnon got it and then got free and then had a person to possibly pass to, you're like this is over. And then it just took the five seconds for him to skate down the ice and put it in to be like, we lost three
1: on three hockey. Okay, and
3: I know it was two on zero.
0: Yes, it was. I know it was more than five seconds. But what about giving up a goal almost immediately after the Sagan goal that made it four to two? I I know it was not five seconds, but it was like less than a minute. I think,
3: yeah, it was about 40 seconds that because the guy I don't I'm sorry, I don't know the stars announcer. Uh, when he was saying who scored the goal, Tyler Sagan. Yeah. And then he had to shut his mouth because as he got out the words, Tyler Sagan, the Avs score. The yeah. So uh, it was a very good game. Uh, n- not being a hockey expert, but enjoying hockey this year. It was really fun to be at good game. Very. It, it felt like you, you, you let one slip away because yes. you had the lead multiple times where you felt I don't, comfortable might be too strong of a word, but when you got the two goal lead, like, okay. you, gave up, you gave up the tying
0: goal with less than two minutes to go. Right, I think
3: it was a minute nine. Yes. And so it just, it was a fun game to be at. A lot of Avalanche fans there, are obviously more Stars fans, but a lot of Avalanche fans there, which I was surprised that they have such a strong following in Dallas Fort Worth. But, um, I think that they're better than the Stars. Okay, I, I
0: was gonna ask you that, yeah.
3: And I know that I'm talking, I'm watching tons of Avalanche hockey, but I've watched them play the Stars twice, and they seem to be better. And by far, when McKinnon is on the ice, he is superior to anybody on the Dallas
1: Stars. Hasn't that happened now twice against Colorado here that they've given up leads yes. and lost against them? Yes. Why Why is Colorado? Colorado seems to be a good team from behind. You know, what's interesting
0: about that is we've talked about how much better the Stars have played in close games, but they have been susceptible to giving up the... And it's, it's yeah. frustrating because sometimes they get two points. Sometimes, like last night, they only get one point. But in a situation like Colorado, as soon as they got that tie, you knew that meant a point for Colorado. Yeah. And it's we're about to the halfway point of the season, and maybe it won't really matter at all. But this is a two-point swing yeah. or a three-point swing where you could have taken two off the Colorado ledger and added another to yours. I'm going to ask a question that
3: really doesn't have an answer, but I'm going to ask it. If Otter is healthy last night, do they score the tying goal with a minute nine left? All right. So I know Wedgwood had some really nice saves. That was a very difficult goal. He had a solid game. But I was just wondering, like, does Otter make a difference in the final two minutes?
0: And that is the weird thing that segues into the next thing I wanted to talk about while answering your question is, I think he does because he has had a really subpar season by his standards, which makes it odd that last night he was announced to the all-star team. Like, I'm not saying he hasn't had a season in the past or a career thus far that's worthy of all-star appearances. It's just if you're going off of this year, this ain't it. Like he's okay. down in the low 20s and save percentage in the 30s and goals against before his injury. I have to admit I was surprised by that.
1: His, the, there was one uh, with probably, what, four minutes left that he, you know, he made the, the stop with the stick and he was out of the net and then he falls back into it and it catches it glove side. It, yeah. And I was like, wow, that was, that was amazing. That was a great moment. But that last goal that, that tied it up, Went over his back. He didn't even see it. Like, he was, he was, I don't, that, that one was too difficult. But maybe, maybe Otter's in a different position. He got kicked in, you know, accidentally. But I think that it was just maybe Otter is in a different position and isn't down. So the puck goes, rolls over his back. I will say
3: this if you're kind of at best a casual fan and like I've been throughout my lifetime, man, if you go to a Dallas Stars game and I, it was a great atmosphere. Energy. It was. It was really fun. I would recommend going to a Stars game if you can just to get a better feeling or sense. I, I'll tell you what and I And Jeff
1: K, K., by the way, is the announcer in, okay. in the arena.
3: I really want to go to a Stars playoff game because the, the buddy yes. I went with is a huge – he's actually a huge Boston Bruins fan. He's from that area, but he also really likes the Stars because he's lived here for over 20 years. Is He was like, I went last year to a Stars playoff game, he said – this is, you know, a, a good regular season atmosphere, but it's like it doesn't even compare to when it's a playoff game. So I really want to go to a playoff game this year.
0: And the good news is the Stars are still in excellent position for yeah. that. And Ottinger is getting closer is the Stars have said Ottinger has gone from week to week to day to day, which is probably going to be really important because last night kicked off a string of six games in 10 days. Okay. and. You know, you I don't keep,
3: even know who the backup is while Otter's well, And out. they
0: had been using Matt Murray okay. uh, or a, as a, like, emergency call-up and stuff. But you getting Ottinger back would be really important just because he's a quality player. I know yeah. this hasn't been his best year, but then when you look at the rapid-fire nature of the schedule coming up over the next week or so, yeah. it feels like all the more important to have a little bit of a switch up there.
3: Yeah, the other thing, too, is watching that. Nothing against the Stars defenseman. I'm not an expert once again, but I love watching. It feels struggle, like struggle, they struggle. need to trade for another defenseman to and try to add one that stars. is better and then maybe knock some guys down the list.
0: So I'll give you this example. And I hope if you're a combo Stars and Mavs fan, you agree with me on this is the Stars have struggled with this for a couple of years. The thought was they felt better about the, their defenseman depth this year. But I feel like they have a lot of defenseman depth at five and six, as opposed to defenseman one and two or three and four. Yeah. And so that's the issue that you run into is you have a lot of defensemen that could probably pick up somewhere else and get a little bit of time. Yeah. But how many do you have that you're like, yeah, hey, I wish we could give them more time on the ice.
3: And I do feel like the last thing I'll say about that game is I thought this Wedgewood for one and then two. Colorado had some great scoring opportunities that they didn't score on. And so that's where I looked at the defense going, that's if the pass is just three inches closer to this Colorado Avalanche guy, he he nicks it in really easily. They, they just had some runs that the Stars didn't have. The Stars obviously had the lead for most of the game, but I felt like uh, defensively there was a lot of open space for Colorado to uh, – possibly score they just didn't take advantage of some opportunities
0: we're the knc masterpiece right here on 105 through the fan we're live from buffalo wild wings in arlington it is also a shout out friday from the 817 shout out to my beautiful wife and our newborn we got her two week checkup today and she has been an awesome baby congratulations to you guys so far Coming up next, and then they start to walk and yeah, talk. and they say things. Coming up next, we will talk with Dallas Cowboys owner and general manager Jerry Jones right here on one hundred and five three The Fan. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105 Through the Fan. We are live at Buffalo Wild Wings in Arlington right now. Brought to you by Ford and your North Texas Ford dealers. Ford is the best in Texas. We bring to you Dallas Cowboys owner and general manager. It's Jerry Jones. Good morning, sir.
2: Hey, guys. Good to be on with you. Great to be on with you.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. Obviously, I know a win is the primary focus going into the game against the Commanders. I'm curious, is there anything else in particular you want to see on Sunday to give you and to give the team confidence going into the playoffs?
2: Yeah, not really. Uh, you can talk about every phase. You can talk about the whole game and, and uh, uh, talk about the way you'd like to see, uh, see it played and uh, see us be able to execute some things. But uh, in general, uh, we've had the opportunity over the last few weeks to uh, uh, work on many aspects of what we'll be needing to do in the playoffs. And uh, so uh, uh, any time we uh, have the game we're going to have Sunday – uh, will incorporate many of those, so if you needed some practice time or needed to hone up in a particular area, uh, that might, uh, uh, that'll serve that purpose really well. Uh, the key thing is, obviously, uh, you would like to get out of there as healthy as you can, but make no mistake about it, this is a playoff game we're playing Sunday, and uh, we have to win this game. And uh, uh, when you go into a situation like that in the NFL, uh, that's a challenge because any team on any Sunday can do it. And so uh, we've got our work cut out for us. That's the order of the day, uh, executing. Uh, they're going to be up there to stop the run. Uh, they're, gonna, uh, they're thinking we won't be able to run uh, as well as we'd like to run. We're going to have to show them we can run. Uh, we're going to have to show them that we can get some of the stops. And not have a repeat of that butt kicking we got up there the last time we went up there this time last year. Mm-hmm. Now speaking of the run
0: yesterday, Tony Pollard said, "I thought I would have had a better year than I am thus far." Do you? Did you also think Pollard would be having a better year than he is
2: thus far? I did, uh, and uh, that's a, a, a term when you say a better year. It implies. Uh, so direct to him as an individual. We all know that that's just not the case. As far as him individually uh, coming off his surgery, as far as some of the things that he's uh, been able to uh, do this year, uh, uh, that's a little bit unfair to say, wish he'd had a better year. I wish he'd had a better year if we could have executed across the board. Uh, our runs uh, a running game uh, particularly but also uh, uh, I thought that uh, we'd have more production from him coming out of the backfield in the passing game so all of those things you could easily say well I wish he could have had a better year or maybe thought he might be going to have a better year that implies our offense uh, to uh, the overall picture and I think we all understand that Uh, the facts are though uh, that uh, I'm I can't tell you how much it means when we lost him against San Francisco a year ago in the playoffs, that was dramatic. Uh, that was a difference maker and we know what a team we were playing at that time against San Francisco. Uh, so, uh, can, uh, Pollard uh, get back to a level of that kind of play like he was going into that game. Uh, I don't, I don't to dismiss that at all. He can. And, uh, He's shown some things out there that give us his burst and those skills that got him uh, thought as highly of as he is.
1: You know, uh, Jerry, Mike has talked a couple times with us, Mike, uh, Mike Bassick here. Uh, this human nature, sometimes you just – you kind of let things slide a little bit whenever it's not, like, super meaningful. And I know you're, you're saying winning this, getting the number two seat is important. How do you, like, personally combat whenever maybe things can be a little lackadaisical this week? Uh, how do you combat that with your team?
2: Well, I've, I've absolutely... If I were ever going to bet uh, not on the game, we're not talking about it in that sense, uh-huh. <laughs> this is an expression in general. But I will tell you right now, Uh, This team will be focused on every first down. It'll be focused on the execution of every play uh, at all positions uh, this week. Uh, I can't imagine any more focus on this game than any playoff game or, for that matter, championship game we've got ahead of us. I really mean that. Uh, Everybody here realizes uh, the importance of – uh, getting a chance to have these playoffs and play a big part of them right here at our own stadium. We know what that means uh, to the big picture. No single thing could be more important to us in my mind than to put us in a spot to uh, play these games coming up, these next playoff games at, the, at our own stadium.
1: And, Jerry, we were, you know, I feel like Lyle, we've been told, you know, that's depth. You can't expect a lot out of him. I heard McCarthy talk about him a little this morning. And I, you know, I'm not really sure what exactly the reasons were for the departure before. But have you gotten past those reasons, whatever they were? And is there anything motivation-wise that you're hoping to see from him if he's called upon?
2: Well, certainly. Uh, boy, he was our enforcer. Uh, that's the, that was his nickname that he had been given when he was on the team. He's got a nasty attitude when he plays football. And, uh, boy, was he a uh, great pick for us. And he did well in his career. And uh, proud to have him. Uh, he's got a mother that's uh, wonderful. Uh, uh, and uh, uh, certainly uh, certainly been everything that I thought Lyle could be when we drafted him. Uh, on the other hand, uh, we uh, – uh, Uh, that did make a change and is it a unbelievable from my standpoint thing to have him available for us have him right here living right here and be able to come in here and help us out if called upon Uh, but he's capable of playing in games and capable of having winning grades in games and uh, boy that was a fortunate thing for us to get it
3: so, Jerry, the Jimmy Johnson Ring of Honor ceremony was tremendous. You were out there with the Ring of Honor, you know, legends for the Dallas Cowboys. I was wondering from a perspective of your current players, how much motivation is it for them when they see just the ovation that those guys get, not only for being great Cowboys, but they're champs. They are Super Bowl champions, all, pretty much all of them out there uh, the other night. How much do kind of Dak Prescott – micah parsons those guys go i want to be one of those legends that is considered a champion in dallas
2: no i think you can assume that that is the case i remember emmett smith telling the story of when he walked out on the field uh, there at texas stadium for the first time and saw that ring of honor and boy he was a uh, he was a player of goals he's a man of goals and he said i'm gonna have my name up there." So. Uh, it is mo- it is motivational. Uh, all but uh, a couple of those guys that were there the other night are Hall of Famers as well, the NFL Hall of Famers. And so uh, uh, that says everything when they hold it in that high esteem to be in our uh, uh, <clears throat> ring of honor. Uh, but I'll assure you from my standpoint, uh, they, uh, they're up there because of what they meant, mean, uh, and mean going forward, uh, just the ambassadorship of what their names and careers and reputation mean. Uh, that all figures in, and that's why they're there in that ring of honor. Uh, if I have a chance to put them up there,
0: we saw Troy Aikman and so many other great players out there. It was pretty amazing to me. I know this isn't the necessarily the focus for this game, but Dak currently leads the NFL in touchdown passes. That would only be the second time a Cowboys quarterback has ever led the league in touchdown passes behind Roger Staubach 50 years ago. Does that surprise you at all?
2: Well, I would say that, uh, uh, you know, Roger Staubach uh, at Canton is the most highly sought uh, uh, player, former player or coach, that when visitors come to Canton, they want to know where Staubach's, uh, uh, sta- uh, helmet is, or his recognition is in the in the Hall of Fame, and so to think that uh, Dak is sitting there uh, in some of the same territory as Aikman and Stahlback, uh, that says it all. And of course, uh, Dak has uh, uh, has a legacy of, of his very own uh, that has everything to do with what Roger Stahlback told me when. I was looking for a potential quarterback and uh, for looking down the road from Tony Romo. And I said, do we have a guy that moves around? Or what do you think? you have a traditional drop-back passer? He says, well, Jerry, I don't know about either one of those, but he said, uh, uh, get someone that the players will follow. Get someone the players will follow. That's the most important ingredient I could offer to the uh, problem. Having said that, Boy, Dak Prescott is someone they follow.
1: Yes, he is. Yeah, we see it all the time. Uh, and speaking of, we got seven Pro Bowl selections from this team. And I was just kind of curious if your feelings on the Pro Bowl selections changed since since the game's not quite the same as it like it was whenever we were growing up.
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> no, because I know what a really great recognition it is uh, to be. Uh, recognized in that way by a combination of your colleagues, your fans, your peers, your fans, uh, as well as the uh, uh, management and the coaches around the league. Now, that's quite a, uh, that's quite a gauntlet of uh, opinions there. And so when you're brought up, uh, it's something. We had other players that are alternates that would most surely – Uh, get play time if uh, uh, we don't end up in the Super Bowl and uh, uh, we have players eligible to play. And uh, they're the pretty obvious ones that you might think out there that you don't see their names. So uh, uh, those don't get noted until uh, they make room for them when somebody uh, is either injured or can't uh, play in the game. So uh, it's even better than, than it looks with the recognition we got for our team.
1: But obviously the hope is those players don't even have to look at that field. They're looking at a different field, right?
2: Yeah. And again, you asked the question, really, uh, that's the nature of the game uh, because of the way it's played today, Mm -hmm. the actual game itself. And uh, I don't think so at all. Uh, I think the recognition, uh, we all understand we're unique. Uh, Every time you go out there, you've got injury risk and there is a, a legitimate question as to whether or not you want to potentially have that kind of risk when you go out over a a recognition game a all star type game uh, and so with as as uh, much at stake for the teams that are involved and so uh, uh I'm okay with what we're trying to do. We're trying to make it a entertaining uh, 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 presentation of uh, those guys that uh, Deserve to be out there because of the way they play the game uh, physically as well as talent-wise.
0: Now, one of those pro bowlers, C.D. Lamb, yesterday said his primary focus right now was helping this team win a Super Bowl. But then after that, if it's time to talk contract extension, he would love to be the highest paid wide receiver in the league do you think CeeDee Lamb has shown this year that he has the potential to be the number one receiver in the league if he's not already?
2: Well, let me just say this. He has shown everything that I thought he would be, uh, and you guys know well enough that you don't talk your business and negotiate uh, uh, in a public forum. Sure. And, uh, but the point is he has uh, certainly uh, met the mark of anything that we thought he could be when we drafted him. And we drafted him with our first pick. We pushed aside a a pressure player, pass rusher, and some other uh, positions that uh, you might have normally uh, used at that level. And when C.D. dropped down there to us, uh, it was a no-brainer to bring him on. And uh, he's uh, lived up to that. And I think he's just getting started. I think there's a lot more for him to come.
1: Hey, Jerry, yesterday the NFL Players Association released a list of top coordinators in the NFL, and you guys had three in the offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, and special teams coordinator in the top five. And I was just kind of curious, from and those guys specifically from your group, what do you think it is about the characteristics you think about them that the players respect so much about your specific coordinators?
2: Well, I think uh, when you win 11 games, uh, 12 games, Uh, Those are the things that go with it. And uh, I'm not trying to take away anything from the individual uh, aspects, uh, but it's very uh, uh, predictable uh, that if you have success, then you're going to have recognition of your staff, your coordinators, and then you will have uh, them recognized to the point that other teams will be interested in them. Uh, That's just the deal. That's that's the way it works, uh, as you know. Uh, there's nobody in this country that believes any more than I believe personally. And uh, uh, being promoted and being rewarded for uh, your hard work and being rewarded for uh, 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 dedicating yourself the way you have to do professionally. And so uh, I'm all for. I've been very active in my lifetime in the NFL, helping our uh own coaches uh, when given the opportunity and deserving uh, get advancement uh, with even other teams so i i very much believe in that process
1: the you know there were names like aaron glenn for the defensive coordinator for the lions who also you know played for you and there were lots of different names on that list do you think owners and gms around the league should strongly t- consider the names that were on those lists whenever looking uh, for hiring in this offseason
2: oh i i uh, it isn't should matter they do mm. that's how you do it and uh uh of uh, all all uh, uh gms uh and owners uh hunt for red october to find uh, <laughs> the best uh, talent available when you have an opening Mm-hmm. And uh, that's, that's uh, as it should be. Uh, I've always, uh, uh, I've never um, uh, known it any other way. I uh, came in, uh, as this weekend, uh, past weekend indicated, uh, I came in and uh, uh, made the selections of who I wanted to be on the coaching staff uh, uh, right off the bat. Uh, it was uh, b- b- very much... Uh, with the knowledge that uh, potentially we had the Cowboys had one of the greatest coaches in the history of the game and Tom Landry, that had been the only coach for 29 years. Uh, But uh, uh, I hit the ground running in this uh, thing called the NFL evaluating coaches.
0: Now, obviously the primary focus right now is the NFL, but another big potential focus for you guys could be the world cup. I saw earlier this week that MetLife Stadium in Jersey is going to remove about 1,700 seats in hoping of helping them get the World Cup final. Have you guys heard any update about the timetable for when y'all will find out if AT&T is going to get to host the World Cup final or perhaps even a semifinal?
2: Yeah, uh, we're on that uh, by the minute, if there's such a thing, certainly by the hour, by the day, by the week, or by the month. We're... we're, uh, uh, working um, as hard as we can to uh, uh, give our best, uh, uh, give our best uh, presentation of why it ought to be here. Uh, this is the, uh, as far as the world is concerned, uh, this area that we're in, uh, Dallas, Texas, uh, Texas. Uh, this is our country, in my mind. Uh, and this is the vibrant part of the country. This is where young people in this country and, and uh, progressive people are aspiring to build their lives and their careers. So if uh, you want a, a good shot of what it's like uh, to uh, uh, have a North American flavor to uh, uh, a sporting event called these Olympics, we have got the ideal uh, place in the country right here in uh, uh dallas texas
0: and appreciate the time as always i know you're geared up for the playoffs and y'all are five wins away from being world champions so let's get after it
2: hey boy it sounds good coming out of your lips from <laughs> <to> my ears <laughs>
0: thank, thank you guys. very much bye jerry there you go jerry jones right here on 105.3 the fan he loves your lips or the words that come off of your lips. <laughs> I, I he's, he's enjoying them. I do appreciate that. Now, something else super positive, unless there's anything you wanted to break down from that, or we can just switch gears entirely. I
1: mean, Dak Prescott, Zach Martin have both said must win. Jerry Jones has said, you know that. And I heard McCarthy this morning with Bobby and Choppy. And, you know, it was, it was kind of the same vibe was, you know, we've all made the decision of what we want to commit to this to get out of this place and, and be right. in the best position for the playoffs. So I think we're all there.
3: Should they lose, though?
1: Oh, my gosh. They're what is he doing? They're cooked. Then, yeah, they shouldn't even
3: show oh, up you next think, year. Do you think Philly's going to lose, too? No. What I'm saying is, is we felt the same way on a October 1st Sunday oh in Seattle. And the Rangers lost 1-0, to and it felt like in 13 minutes. <laughs> that game was like an hour and 50 <laughs> That times. was the fastest game. And then they were distraught, and they had to fly to Tampa Bay across the country as they had lost home field advantage and we thought it was over that's true and then they never lost another game on the road all year long you know you should the cowboys lose just I'm so they set up the texas rangers Situation.
0: This is going to be weird, because I'm going to say no, but then I'm <laughs> going to say, Rigo, will you throw to cut number one? Because this is oddly all going to tie together, take it away.
1: Thomas has a hit tonight, a single into right. He's one for two. Both runners are moving around, and Montgomery, a pick throw to second, and they pick Fam off the bag. Corey Seager covers. Fam; just got too far from second. Then he's picked off to end the sixth.
0: He deserved that. Jordan Montgomery. There has been a couple of reports about this, but one of them specifically from Randy Miller of NJ.com, NewJersey.com, if you like, published a column yesterday saying not only is the belief across baseball that Jordan Montgomery wants to go back to the Rangers, but the Yankees now believe he is oh, that's going great. to end up back with the Rangers. Because otherwise, I get you're just talking about, well, sure. They won the World Series there. I have no doubt he would like to go back with the Rangers. But then when you hear the Yankees, who obviously would have been one of the teams interested in his services, they also believe that Jordan Montgomery will end up back in Texas. I think
3: we're getting closer to spring training starting. And I'm wondering if some of these numbers, whether it's Jordan Montgomery, whether it's Josh Hader, because we thought before the playoffs, Montgomery would be around $20 million a year. Then he had a great playoffs. I'm just wondering, I don't know this, is if his number is getting I'm, closer to 20 a year, where I think the Rangers maybe were more comfortable at before yeah. the playoffs started. Obviously, there's a lot of things that have dictated the Rangers offseason, unfortunately, that their spending can't be as much as maybe they hoped after they won the World yeah. Series. But I'm wondering if numbers are coming down in the free agent market, whether it's Josh Hader, whether it's Jordan Montgomery. This is great news if a team is kind of saying – shoot, man, we are going to maybe make a bid for Montgomery. Obviously, the Yankees had him a while back and didn't think he was good enough to be a starting pitcher. Right. Which is kind of weird. Yeah, yeah. But maybe numbers are getting down enough where Ray Davis and Chris Young are saying, hey, now that it is January 5th and the agents are starting to go, man. The number we wanted doesn't seem to be presenting itself. Maybe they're getting to a number where the Rangers can compete.
1: And that you know that TV number is it ninety million? Did you say? Is that have they agreed I, to a one-year deal on that? I've I, not seen well, that. I think I saw that in a in a Heyman story oh, okay. uh, this I'm morning. Not, I'm not disputing that. I haven't I, seen. That. I just wanted to, and I'll I'll look back that back up just to check. But Mike, uh, the fact that his wife is doing the doctor's residency in Boston. Your wife was a doctor. Yeah. How much does that matter? Like for him being like, I got to be in Boston, or is she too busy? And he's like, Look, man, we'll meet back up in the off season.
3: One, Boston would wanna want to want him. Two, when you're in residency, they say you're supposed to work eighty hours a week. You oh work more like a hundred and ten hours a week. I don't that's know if there's that lot. many hours because you're, spo- you're supposed to you're supposed to get off work at. It's weird that they make you do thirty six hour shifts. Like that's not. You wouldn't think that's smart that on hour 33, you want your doctor, your slash resident (laughs) making a life or death decision as they have been working and somewhat up for 33 or 36 hours. But when they're supposed to be let go at noon, sometimes there's things that they have to be there till 2 p.m. or 3 p.m. And that it doesn't count, but you're adding an extra two or three hours to that. So. I don't know. I would say that you won't really see your wife much, no matter what, but you would want to be in the same city that she's doing her residency. I wasn't. Yeah. But
1: and from the Heyman story, Kevin, it is word is ah. they may get a one-time payment of about ninety million, and okay. that's the Rangers local TV situation, according to uh, John Heyman,
0: which is which is potentially good news to have some certainty there, and then hopefully they're negotiating something else going forward for a longer-term thing. Great bit of information right there. We're the KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. We're live at Buffalo Wild Wings in Arlington off of Collins. Coming up next, I'm hoping we can talk a little Giannis Wemby, but also we will talk with our Dallas Cowboys insider, Mickey Spagnola. We'll do that next right here on 105 Through the Fan.